going? In the big Burger King himself, Burger. What's up, guys? I'm not feeling like a very big Burger King right now, but let's just say like medium. Uh, he's a slider today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the 6,000 hits took you out. No, it, it, I, I, I can tell you I've never felt that run down during a raid. But it wasn't just that. I mean, I was traveling last week, right? And, you know, I, I didn't... There was one night I finished raiding at like 3, and then my flight had to be at the airport um, at like 6. So I got up at 5.30. And so it was... I mean, it was like all around. Like everything was just rough. But it it kicked my ass. Like it... I I, I generally don't need a lot of sleep. But, but I, I was definitely feeling it on uh, Saturday evening. I think every month I start out the episode by congratulating the owls on winning raids and so oh, yeah. this is an uncomfortable position <laughs> yeah um I've I've made a point to make sure that we're playing nice so I'll leave it at that I I definitely commend the owls on their their 32 wins in a row. Um, I yeah. should mention that when I was an owl, we never lost raids, but that's a different story. Um, that is true. It's really your fault. Yeah. Um, also, I will I will commend most owls on on uh, having dignity and grace in defeat. Uh, there are definitely some salty ones out there, but. Uh, for the most part, y'all have been really good sports. That's why we haven't yeah. let Luke talk on anything lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine Bolsey yeah. is not invited anywhere either. Actually, but... <laughs> Bolsey's been the good one. Believe it or not, yeah. the salty. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, I, uh, you know. Did you hear him on the podcast? He was good on that. I did not. I haven't. I mean, I I'll take this. Like, what I've seen from Bolsey the last few days, I wouldn't have thought that would have been. I like, I mean, you know, Olsey. I mean, he has. I do one. know Olsey. That's that's why they call him the Ocean, right? It's not. It has nothing to do with him being a whale. It's because he's the saltiest body on earth. <laughs> yeah, but oh, no. yeah, but yeah, look, everybody's. Um, I mean, as far as what I've seen, I mean, obviously it stinks. Um, anytime you're doing it, but you know, we're we're focused on you know what we learn. And look, like I will say this. Um, raids kicked my ass, but we made some kind of changes and we did some different things like during it that I think made it, it actually was fun. Even though, even though we lost like it, we had, we had a really good time. And, and I, I think that the people there and, you know, all the hours that are out there listening will agree. Like, I mean, it was, I think it brought us closer together and, um, and we're, we spent some time kind of looking at like, what do we need to change? And, um, you know, I, I would just say it would be interesting to see uh, new gods try uh, try any of these uh, any of these things again. I think we can. I think we're ready for for whatever comes in the future. I think the uh, the scores were outrageous, and I think that that is a a good segue into talking about the new tunes of it. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give us That's the good. background on? The most ridiculous of the two new tunes this month. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with question. I take it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so so question. The the one that we've got in game is Renee Montoya. Um, Renee Montoya is a is a fascinating and, and pretty well beloved character in DC. I think um, she 
a lot of people don't realize she was actually created for Batman the Animated Series, um, which just celebrated its 30th anniversary, which made me feel old as could be uh, when I saw that <laughs> yesterday. Um, but so, so she was created for that show, but due to a like scheduling quirk, she actually did debut in the comics right before the episodes that she was in for the animated series aired. So technically we saw her first in the comics, but, but really she was created for that show. Um, so similar to Harley Quinn, where we had a character created for that series that went on to become a huge deal in the comics and and really like a mainstay in in sort of Gotham. Um, Renee Montoya, you know, they they definitely there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. They they have admitted that they introduced her for diversity. Um, you know, having a Hispanic character was something that they they specifically set out to do, and she debuts and she's basically just an ordinary cop. Um, you know, her. Her initial appearance in the comics, she's an assistant to Commissioner Gordon in the TV show. She's basically serves as like the odd couple partner um, to Harvey Bullock for for the GCPD. And uh, I think it was just based on the fact, though, that she was different. She was a woman police officer. She was Hispanic, that that she kind of resonated with folks and they started to give her more and more to do. Um, her big, you know, if you want to read anything about Renee Montoya, the most central storyline that she's ever had comes from Gotham Central, um, which was a series that it was like a police procedural um, written by Brubaker and Greg Rucka um, that was fantastic in the early 2000s. And um, it was something that they had been building up for a long time, but she has this ongoing, I'll call them issues with Two-Face. And Two-Face really sets out to destroy her entire career. Um, and it's through that storyline, which was like this much celebrated award-winning storyline, that we learn that the entire time Renee Montoya has been a lesbian character. Um, and Two-Face outs her. It's, it's like tragic. She becomes an alcoholic. It's a really pretty well done um, series that made her kind of even more popular to a, a large portion of the DC community. Um, the interesting thing is in the game, we have the question version of uh, Renee Montoya. And so that comes a little bit later on as we kind of approach the new 52. Um, she becomes sort of more disillusioned, disenfranchised with the GCPD, starts to lean a lot more towards the vigilante aspects of crime fighting as opposed to doing things by the book because she saw how corrupt Gotham was. Um, and that's where we get Vic Sage, who is like, you know, vigilante crime fighter. The question has no face. Um, and when he, spoiler alert, uh, doesn't make it, uh, she takes over. And she really doesn't have a ton of appearances as the question. Um, you know, that's why it was a little surprising that that's the version of her that we got in game. Um, but uh, and the only reason that happened is because they, they did the new 52 reboot like a year after she became question. She's now question again in the Lois Lane series. Um, but we don't have that fully fleshed out of like how she's treating that that Vic Sage role. 
Um, but but overall, you know, I think she's a she's a really really important character, really fascinating character. I'm glad she made it into the game. They gave her an interesting kit, and I I do think that they did uh, as usual for the last several months a really bang up job with her uh, art. I think her her basic skin is very representative of Renee Montoya as a police officer, and I think her legendary skin as the question uh, came out really good as well. Yeah, I don't really know much about her background, but she seems like an interesting character. One thing I always liked about DC, unlike Marvel, Marvel will just randomly swap people to fit their diversity standards, and DC creates them and builds them a great storyline and makes you like them, which is, the I feel like, the better way than changing yeah. up characters. You know, we're, we're at a point where, you know, there, there, there does tend to be criticism when you've got a, a fully established character who, like, later on in their story history and everything um, gets a new diversity element added to them. Like there's been a lot of questions, a lot of criticism about um, the sexuality of certain characters, you know, coming well after they've been introduced. And my stance has always kind of been, if it is in a well-written storyline and if it makes sense, do it, great. I mean, you know, like for Renee Montoya, the initial notes when she was created for the TV show, um, and this is something that did not make it into the animated series, but this was the initial concept for her, is that her introduction to becoming a police officer was because her husband had been gunned down, almost very similar to Batman. And, you know, that's not to say that there are plenty of women who have been married to men and later on realize, you know, no, I actually have homosexual tendencies or something like that. Um, but in this case, they just decided to do it. She's had this very long intertwined storyline with uh, Batwoman, with Kate Kane. And it, it really, in my opinion, because it, it was handled by quality writers um, who handled it appropriately, it has enhanced both characters uh, extremely well. So, so I think that DC has been pretty good about that. Yeah, they've done it a lot, a lot better than Marvel just randomly changes everything about a character and even if <laughs> and you know even if it isn't about sexuality if it's about just the whole storyline it's frustrating right. when the storyline's just completely changed on a character nobody likes that regardless yeah of. yeah she and she is one who's really grown like she started out as a very low-level police officer who got a more prominent role and her, her writing arc has followed like a career arc basically and the only time it has been reset is when uh, DC has done their like line-wide resets, basically. Uh, In-game, let's talk about that. You took her L5 very early, as usual, Burger, and um, she's broken good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she uh, she was a little surprising. Um, you know, during, I, I think it was day, what was it, day two? I was just trying to find anybody that could add some uh, crit damage ups on on uh, who was it on fire, and you know, was just plugging and playing and, and throwing everybody I could in there, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, did you guys just see that I have like three MVPs in a row that you know just insane damage? And uh, yeah, I mean, it it definitely caught me by surprise, but yeah, I mean, it's she's. She's nuts. I mean, we need to we need to find a way to fix her because I think I mean the I don't 
I would assume the way that she is operating right now isn't the way that she was prescribed out to be, and not that this ever happens within DCL. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you have an R2 out there that is an R2 tune, potentially, that is causing, um, you know, a L5 Ultraman to be able to one-shot a, you know, RB3 uh, uh, Spectre with his AOE. I mean, it's just insane. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it. I, I think it caught everybody by surprise. And, you know, and it's probably going to, WB is probably going to make this part of their template going forward. Hey, just have a crazy broken tune at first, and then we'll fix her a little bit later. Um, but, I mean, that's, I guarantee you it's caused, they've made more money off those fast start packs than with anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, almost every owl bought her up uh, to a, a certain yeah. point, and even and half, the, uh, you know, seventy five percent of the new gods did the same thing. So she she definitely got some sales that she shouldn't have gotten. Even if we all kind of knew it was temporary, we really weren't sure during the height of raids. We were just, you know, bashing our heads against the iPads and phones <laughs> as fast as we could. But when we got the test in PvP, yeah, she's so broken. I had Penguin one shot Supergirl. Yeah, I've had I've had Enchantress uh, just with a basic, which she's not a heavy damage tune, but she has one shot and almost fully healed Etrigan, uh, which is like <laughs> okay, that was nice. So, yeah, it's nuts. And before you go buy her up, um, note that ten they tend to fix bugs like this, and we're assuming this almost has to be a bug. So the, the working theory is that the crit damage up instead of doing ten percent is doing a hundred percent, which seems to math out properly based on people that are good at math that tell me these things. Zubaz, is that what you're believing, the crit damage? I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was that was kind of what I saw. And it's it's something about, I, I think the way her call assists happen may be, have an impact as well. Um, you know, that, that to me is when I really see it, is like she'll call assist one of my other tunes, and that will be the one shot. So... I'm not sure how the coding has worked out, but but yeah, uh, it's definitely it's a question issue. It's not it's not something else that's broken in the game. Yeah, I can't tell it, it, there, and it is weird because it just seems to be RNG sometimes. Because some matches I will just absolutely slaughter the team, and then other times it will just she seems normal, and I can't quite put a hand put a handle on exactly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, she she has, you know, outside of that, she does have a very good and interesting kit such that uh, I, I think even if that gets fixed, she will still be a very, very good character. Yeah, and I think she'll be a good raid character because that many call assists with crit damage ups and crit, you know, even if they're just working properly, I think will still right. be useful in raids. You know, she may be as good as, or if not better than Hippo. It was a very good raid. Too. Yeah, yeah, similar. I she was I was using her in the same role that I would normally use uh, Kyle, uh, White Lantern Kyle, um, because he just has that automatic call assist. She virtually has the same thing. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what do you guys think? Let's just assume she's fixed. And what would you guys think would be a legendary order for her? I. Uh... I would do her three, which is full clip first, which that's the 
apply silence um, and 30% turn meter up to all teammates. If I was just assuming, just looking at the kit, what I would do. Um, See, I thought her I, two, the call assist from two random teammates. I would, honestly, I would say like two, four uh, is, is kind of what I was thinking. But um, just those, both of those call assists are crazy to me. Yeah, because that's yeah, what we did for do, raids, actually, originally. Yeah, I was going to do three, four, two. Um, hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, I, I do think you could potentially build her different if you're planning on using her for PvP versus if you're really only planning on using her as a raid tune. It could have two different orders uh, like we've done in the past. Yeah. Yeah, because the two and the four for PvP are definitely the best. Because um, the four does what the three does at the end of her turn, but then her three gives you another. I, I mean, 60% turn meter up is really ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's really what it what it turns into. Yeah. I think we can agree that the last one is the five. <laughs> Where that's set. Oh yeah, um, because that's an that's an ally on death skill, which are always yeah. the worst in this game, unfortunately. So, and and we're we do know that the the legendary aspect of it is also tied uh, to the on death as well. So so that one's definitely last. I think the first four can be a little bit up in the air. I would always also lean towards her basic being further down too. Yeah, I would say L three is her sweet spot. You want her two, four, and three in whatever order you think is best. Because there can be really be a case made for all three of those. Yeah. But it's all, I mean, all five of legendary hit. points. Yeah, all five of her legendary points are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they're all useful. Yeah. I you know, when we when we learned that it was gonna be Renee Montoya question, I honestly had no idea like what her kit would be like because she is just an ordinary person uh, like she has no superpowers she has no anything so they really could have gone a lot of ways with it uh, and they gave us just like a a fascinating kit i think that aspect like they they leaned heavily on the call assist because that's what she does as a police officer she calls in other people to help her with with situations she can't handle yeah i agree with that and, mm -hmm. and it makes sense. I mean, when you're hitting, attacking Superman, you would think that she's got to have some other stick to be useful. Right. <laughs> but it seems like it could be a good character. It's going to be hard to evaluate until they fix it, and then we get to play with her again. Yeah, I had to, um, unfortunately, I had, the, uh, I had to face Burger's uh, question in Siege already. And uh, I managed to eke it through it. It, it was a very long match, but uh, she is she's going to be a huge advantage for anybody that does have her in this siege because she handles Enchantress so easily with that uh, AOE remove oh, yeah. uh, immunities. And that's not on the legendary point. That is something that she can just do inherently. So um, having you know facing that on defense was was very annoying and very scary. Having that on offense is going to be really good. So so if you are planning on competing in siege for her shards, you might as well maybe get a head start because she's going to be really good in this siege. And I already have three defensive wins because of that team. 
Yeah. I even got one of those dirty new gods on my defensive log as a win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, she's, she's really good. Yeah. I like her a lot. All right. Well, moving on, let's talk about the other character that turned out surprisingly good. And that is, I just forgot her name. Um, Flatline. Flatline. Yeah, Flatline. Flatline. So so Flatline is a a very new character. Um, She is basically exists only in uh, the new Robin series, which um, I personally am not like super wild about, but it has been very, very well received um, by Joshua Williamson. And uh, it's, you know, the, the conceit of the initial arc and everything is that he competes in this Lazarus tournament um, where people die and they bring them back with Lazarus uh, stuff and everything. And um, it's, a, you know, it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, but Flatline, where she comes in, I actually, uh, it made me laugh, like, when I was first was I was learning about how she was doing this, but so she uh, is the sidekick of Lord Deathman, and Deathman is a, he has been a established Batman villain for you know forty fifty years or whatever it is. I think he goes back to the sixties, um, and they've kind of rebooted him a little bit. But the idea behind Deathman is that he can't die. You can do whatever you want to him. You can chop him up. You can throw him in a volcano. You can do whatever you want. He will not die. He will come back. And Flatline's powers that we learn is that if she is near somebody when they die, she absorbs their their skills, sometimes their superpowers, sometimes their memories, like that sort of thing. And so, it again, it made me laugh. The reason these two came together is because Flatline would kill Deathman, learn a bunch of stuff from him, and then he would come back and then they would just do it again and they would just keep <laughs> doing it and she would keep killing him and, and keep learning from him. Um, so it was, it was kind of like a, a, you know, new, new coat of paint on like a very kind of old stale unused villain. Um, and it sort of, again, it enhanced them both. So, so that's basically Flatline's whole deal is, um, you know, she, she gains powers when people around her die. She right now has sort of a romantic interest with Robin uh, Damian Wayne Robin version in that series. And, uh, I, you know, it's one thing I have learned, like when we saw the Reddit post about who the new characters would be, it seemed like it was very polarizing where there was a lot of people who said, who is question or who is flatline. And then a lot of people saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that flatline is in the game. And it was kind of similar for Renee Montoya. There was a handful of people that are like really thrilled about it. And then there was people saying, no, I wish it was Vic Sage question, like that kind of thing. And I think what we've, we're just coming to learn is the DCL community is extremely diverse, have been reading all sorts of different things, have been watching all sorts of different things for varying numbers of years. And so they're going to introduce people that are popular to some and unknown to others and vice versa. Um, so, so I was, you know, for the people that were excited that Flatline made it into the game after existing for only about a year, I, I'm happy for them. I think that's great. Um, kit wise, I unfortunately, I, I think she has a great kit. I don't think it matches even the limited lore that we've been given. Um, unfortunately, like I, I, she doesn't really have any sort of on death gain powers type skills, which I, I really think she should have, but 
Uh, again, art pretty good, pretty true to the comics. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's tough to say if she's going to be a long-lasting character. But at the same time, if you had told me in 1993 or whatever that Renee Montoya was still going to be a huge character 30 years later, I would have said, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I guess, you know, you can never really tell how these characters are going to pan out. Yeah, when I when I first saw her... I was like, I've never heard of this tomb, this character before, um, and I, I read quite a few comics, but I, I haven't been reading the new Robin lines. So that's why. Um, but then it, it mentioned Deathman, and so I immediately Googled him. And, you know, what, who the hell is this guy? And then it popped up like skilled at yoga, and I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, that's what uh, as his as his superpower was being skilled at yoga, where he could meditate and re, uh, regenerate his body. So. Um, definitely interesting, but no, I, I love yeah. her as a character, <laughs> but yeah. So in game, let's talk about her. Um, Zubaz, I'm going to let you start since you typically don't talk about the in game, but I know you like, uh, sure. She um, seems yeah, like a character I, mean, he, I thought you'd like, he, I do, I do like her. Um, I guess here, here's my biggest criticism is she's, she's very good. Her, her second passive I don't know if it's working properly. It's uh, not. You know, stop There's me no if way. you've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, de- it's definitely um, not. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's a fantastic skill either as written or as it's working right now. Um, you know, as it's written, it's a, it's a 50% chance to double bleeds on all bleeding enemies at the end of her turn. Um, it does include a maximum of 10. Um, and that's... Like that sounds like a crazy way to compa- com- uh, combine her with like Aqualad. Characters got twenty plus bleeds on them within the first two turns of the game. It is a wonderful skill. Right now, it's broken where uh, it's like only her bleeds are being doubled. If it's a different character, then uh, all I know is you can create a lot of bleeds very, very quickly. Um, facing her on defense, you have to be very, very wary of that. Um, but my issue is that I wish that they had given that skill to a more like bleed centric character, basically. Um, you know, like I wish that that maybe had been something that they saved for a Black Manta rework, the introduction of like Brother Blood into the game, um, you know, something like that, where it's like a character known for bleeds and that sort of thing and instead they stuck it on flatline who yes she does rip people's hearts out of their chest uh great move it's kind of her only move um (laughs) but in the in the end i don't know if if i would have given her that skill um but otherwise in game i mean she she does have this you know pretty unique crit crit chance up crit damage up skill it's something that we've seen from superwoman um, before, but she's an energy character, so kind of spreads that out a little bit. They're not permanent like they are for superwomen, but they are f- effective. Um, I do think that crit in general, crit damage, and crit chance has been nerfed quite a bit by the existence of Supergirl and Aquaman, uh, but at the same time, with those bleeds, with the stamina ups that she's providing, I think she will be able to carve out a niche. Yeah, I, I, I when I was told the kit, I didn't really know anything about this character. But when I read up on her and looked at it, you're right; it doesn't make any sense for her kit. But with that said, the kit's actually surprisingly good. Now, I will say that the 
I think I figured out what her bug is. She does when she she does her own move 50% of the time, she'll copy her five bleeds to 10, which should normally happen except it happens across the whole team, which probably shouldn't happen. But she will not copy anyone else's bleeds on the enemy team with her passive. So if you have other bleeds out there, they won't copy. So she's definitely bugged. So I the the only exception to that is I've seen it where if you use her three on a character that doesn't have bleeds but let's say let's say you've got aqualad out there and he, and he puts his bleeds down on enemy one yeah you use her three on enemy two it will then potentially copy aqualad's bleeds from that other character to all of the other enemies except for the one that you attacked it makes no sense yeah, uh, but it is right now. Like, um, 2D has shared some videos. I think M4 has shown a little bit of it on stream and everything. Like, she can, you can instantly put down like a good 15, 20 bleeds without blinking on every character. But I do think uh, she's one he, of those. Yeah, she will be good after she's fixed that that initial opening with her three won't be as good. But I still right. think, but being able to copy everyone else's bleeds. And this is another character where. For some reason, they keep making characters so freaking fast, and I think her being yes. super fast is actually a detriment. Maybe that's intentional, because I'd much rather use all the other AOE bleeders first and then copy all their bleeds, but you can't really do that right. with her. She's, she's 129. I want to say you have Aqualad and uh, Cheetah would probably be the only two faster bleeders than her. Yeah, no, none of those have AOEs, so... Right. And then um, wouldn't Robin be faster too? Uh, probably. I don't remember. He's, what is he? One he might be 129 too. If, if that's the case, it might depend on uh, yeah, where you slot first, them. Yeah. Let's see. Check the, the old DCL toolkit. No, uh, she is faster than Cheetah and Robin. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Uh, they are both 128. Cheetah's 128. Robin is 128. So she is the same speed as Aqualad. He is the only person that can throw down bleeds faster than her. That's crazy. Unless you, you know, give turn meter to a specific character or something like that. But even that, I don't think you can necessarily do because uh, what, what speed is Red Robin? Uh, Red Robin is 127, so you can't do that either. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta wait till turn two. Yeah, I guess so. So let's talk legendary orders for her. Um, I want to say she doesn't. I mean, a lot of her legendary orders. Are, I, I feel like her five is probably her best. It's all it's yeah, that's 50%. What I, yeah, that's what I put as her as first yeah. was five. And I don't really feel like her any of her other is, ones are yeah. that exciting. No, they're not. I, I think her five is especially the one where if you're at all concerned about like defensive wins or something, because um, I've had that get real messy real fast in Siege. But but the other ones I think are are pretty minimal uh, to her kit. So I mean, I would think. Probably her three next, maybe? Or her basic? Yeah, probably her three, then her basic, maybe? I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion either way on either one. 
Yeah, and I, I think the um, the the four is not even that good because she's she's not doing like huge damage outside of it, and if the enemies die from bleeds, I I haven't tested, but I don't think that she is getting credit for it. Well, her three will um, kill a lot of reds. Yeah, her three is yes. definitely working reds for sure. But yeah, I mean, I guess. I would I would probably take the three only because if you're doing the five first and you're trying to double those bleeds, then more often than not you're probably going to lead with her three. Yeah. Um, and then be, if you're going to lead with the three, you might as well have the benefit of the legendary uh, to give her the damage ups and crit chance ups. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny because she gains the crit damage up and crit chance ups, and you would think, oh, hey, this is going to be a great raid tune. And she, maybe she will next month be useful with the bonuses. But, I mean, I guess, well, she doesn't really give it to the team, so. so no, much. and they're, they're, they're only for two turns, so. Yeah. But she, she does gain them awfully quick. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know if she'll be great for raids, like, permanently, but she'll certainly be good next month. Yeah, definitely. And before we um, sign off, let's just do a quick quick discussion on penguin and um why am i blanking out the other person poison ivy oh yeah poison ivy especially because you're on zubas for poison ivy <laughs> so let's talk poison yes. ivy real quick first sure do you, do i'll do think? real quick um poison ivy I, I do have her rb5 now I, I i think she's great uh i'm having a lot of fun with her i think she is most useful facing debuff teams of which, like in siege right now, there's a ton of obviously, and it's it's she's a, she's very useful in siege. Outside of that, I think people haven't really been using debuff teams a ton in like wraith and stuff, so so she may not get as much use there. Um, but overall, I think you know I think the switch to making her a disease tune has been really effective, and I think is very in line with her lore. Uh, I I like the the way that they switched her heels to be more passive. I do think, and this is something that came up, um, I, I was one of the, the driving forces behind her second passive, which applies disease when uh, an ally is healed. And on paper, that was going to be great because her four at the time was still an active move. It was an active heal, so she could open her own gate. They changed that to a passive skill, which means that she can no longer open her own gate for her five. The good news is there are so many healers in the game and that it's pretty frequent that you will be using at least one of them in this current meta, um, such that other people open that gate very, very easily. You don't have to heal her. You don't have to heal the team. You only have to have anybody heal. So you can throw her in with Lex. You can obviously use her with Ultraman. Enchantress has been really effective in spreading that disease for her, um, along with her basic, which does the disease bleed combo to open up a lot of other things. So in my eyes, I think she is a true support tune and very effective at that. Yeah, um, I haven't used her a whole lot. And I, I'm be honest with you. When I tried to use her, I felt didn't feel any different. But I think I wasn't using her on proper teams, and I, or, you know, like you said, against debuff teams. What would you 
If you had to, because I really don't know what I would pick for Legendary Order for somebody. I'm guessing her two or her five would be first. Um, Maybe a three? Sorry, let me just pull it up real quick. I would do her two first. She, um, she's definitely a lot better, like without a doubt. She's she's way more useful. Um, as far as her Legendary Order, yeah, the, the two, I think, with the guaranteed call assist and the debuff immunity is definitely a really, really effective skill now. Um, I would also probably do her four after the two um, because what that does is it lowers the cooldown on the copy skill and that copy skill is really, really good now because um, not only does it transfer debuffs, it does copy the, the buffs to the rest of the team. So you can make a lot of really clever use of that with awareness or damage immunity to like really set yourself up. That skill used to have a five-turn cooldown, but with how often her four triggers, it reduces that cooldown quite a bit. So I would probably go two, four, five, uh, and then a toss-up between three and one, probably three, one. Um, I do think that you're going to want all of them, and for her to be effective, she's probably one of those L5 tunes, if not L4. Um, Five stamina ups is pretty useful. Yeah. I I agree. I do. The only reason that I don't think the stamina ups, like why I don't immediately rush to that, yeah. is because I find myself not using that skill very often at all. Yeah, that's um, true. Like her her basic just doesn't come up because you've lowered the cooldown on cross pollinate. You're using that more. You're using the taunt more. So I just don't get to use the basic that much. Um, but I do think any of her skills are actually pretty good. Any comments on her, Burger? No, yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with the the legendary order. I've only I've probably used her like three times. I, I don't think for me she's going to be really big this siege, but. Um, I can definitely see the synergy, you know, if you have her, you know, plugged in behind Enchantress and Ultraman and letting her kind yeah. of just the bunkers, I, I could see her doing some damage. She's, yeah, I mean, in this siege especially, and, and again, I think I'm going to get more use out of her at RB5. Like, she, she has not died for me or even come close to dying for me a single time yet. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably talk on other podcasts about all the changes that we made and how they fit with her lore and everything. But I think the important thing is she's constantly cleansing those debuffs. And in this siege where you've got flatline throwing out a ton of bleeds, you may run into a, a dead shot throwing out a ton of bleeds um, or an opposite poison ivy or especially a penguin. Um, she gets rid of those and heals your characters nonstop. So that's why, like, I've had some longer matches because she may not kill everybody as quickly as some other tunes. Um, but but she definitely she's so good at, at ditching those debuffs that I think later on in Siege, when you're not facing bots anymore, you're going to see how more valuable she's been. Yeah, that's true. What are these? Oh, by the way, I found you and Wraith. What are these Zubaz. other podcasts that you're talking about? Uh, I appear on, I think, seven different DCL <laughs> podcasts on a weekly basis. Um, none of them are Crime Alley. So uh, that's we're, we're on a uh, every other month schedule now for, for Crime Alley, I think. <laughs> but, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, at some point where I have you know a platform to talk a little bit longer, I'll I'll explain why, still, why Poison Ivy is the way she is. It still cracks me up that this game, which has maybe thirty thousand players, <laughs> has yeah. more content than games that have millions and millions of players. <laughs> There's like new ones. There's like two new podcasts that came out within the last like week or so too. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, I and I keep trying to listen to them, and I really want to like give them. You know, the more content created <laughs> for this game, the better it is for the game. But um, sure, I just I, there's only so much time in the day. But <laughs> speaking of time in the day, let's let's hit Penguin and then wrap this bad boy up. Um, he, he seems really good, like really good. Yes. Uh, he um, so most of you guys didn't know like from his lore it's it's not really well written anywhere and you won't find it really anywhere <laughs> uh, but he really is the fastest being on the earth um, it's just <laughs> most writers don't do a good enough job of really capturing that essence but DCL did fantastic with it I, I, I just I can't understand <laughs> how he's the fastest I, character in the game by far I do. I just, I think what they're doing is instead of addressing the obvious problems with Spectre and Black Flash, their, their plan is instead of doing like a quick nerf because they know how many people that will piss off and all of a sudden there'll be refund requests and everything, they are just going to power creep them into oblivion. <laughs> so if, if Black Flash wasn't already dead because of Aquaman, Penguin is now faster and can do turn meter down such that Black Flash like may not even get a turn if you handle it right. I'll be right back. Uh, you know, I, I think I think that that's just what their plan is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all sitting around talking about how does how does it go where he's the fastest one, but um, yeah, perfect. Um, so when I look at legendary legendary order. Uh, I mean, I, I think the first one you have to take um, is is Henchy Attack, so it's three first with the apply 30% turn meter down. down. Yeah, I think so too. I think that uh, that's, that's almost always going to be the first move you do with him. There's exceptions. You're not going to want to do it against an Aquaman team, obviously, um, but more often than not, he's going to be the fastest character on the map, and that's going to make your team go before anybody else's oh for sure and you know the next one i to me and, and it actually it did help me during one of my siege matches so far was this two um with throwing like the affinity power downs like it it actually did help um with some survivability for everybody whenever i i procced a a supergirl trying to go a little bonkers but to me that that's what i would do second yeah, I think that's a really good skill. I, I do think you can analyze it and think of like who you have the most problems with. And the only reason I say that is his basic is really good. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize when it says always steal five buffs, that inherently means can't miss. So you can, against a Harley team, throw out Penguin. And if he gets enraged, it doesn't matter because he's going to steal her evasion ups and her taunt. Now, what did and you guys say for? Sudden, yeah. What did you guys <laughs> say for first? I had to. Somebody came to my door. Uh, the three. three. See, yeah. I. It's funny because I agree with you, but I also his one. I, I think I open with that more than anything else. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I was was thinking was was his one is really good. It's ridiculously good, but I like it. I mean, his two is amazing, but yeah, I mean, I I agree with you guys. Three is probably first, but you could definitely make a case for his one. I'm not a fan of of the taunt. Like, so I've lost one tune this siege, and it's him, and because of his damn taunt when he's sitting there going, and Arcus was able to double tap him. Yeah, but outside of Arcus, nobody really hurts him. Yeah, and and that's getting unlucky, I think, with with getting it on him and a double taunt and that sort of thing. I think in general, you probably want him taunting because uh, he's so fat and <laughs> doesn't, <Yeah>. doesn't <laughs> really die. Yeah, I don't really have anybody I want to RB5 this month, but I, Penguin's kind of, I'm warming up to him. There's some, who has him RB5? Doesn't, does anybody? I mean, other than the the OG the the guy that was named Penguin and then yeah. RB five Penguin and then stopped playing. Uh, I don't know if anybody else does. <laughs> Maybe I, I mean th- I don't definitely be uh, soon. Didn't Grandpa Owl have it? I think so, but he's but he obviously did. Yeah, did, did Hawkeye ha- has either the shards for it and hasn't done it yet, or maybe 2D? I don't remember. I, I could see one uh, of them yeah. doing. Oh, um, some so, lots of people are going to do it this month. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I think at RB five, like he's gonna be really hard to kill. Yeah, I have him. I have RB four shards for him, but I went with uh, Flatline this month as my RB four. Yeah, I really don't know who I want to do next. Kind of waiting to see what next month is, and I will be finishing Mira next week. Oh, nice! Uh, and then uh, we'll see after that. So after his one, we have three one. What would we say? Would we agree that his two is probably the next best one? I actually like his two a lot. I said I'd take his two sec- his two second, but um, yeah, I would go with that. And then um, definitely his five after that. So I think his four. Is, um, yeah. Well, his four is pretty good, but it's fifty percent chance. I would, I would again just say L four or five if you can, yeah. <laughs> just because he's all his, all his legendaries are very, very good. Yeah, I agree. He's 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 very good, very good rework, and he's he's a very good rework without being OP because they've done a few of those lately. I think it's a good month overall. I think they they did a great job with with everybody. Uh, yeah, I think in the long run, probably all four tunes will be you know A to to high B at the very worst. Yeah, I agree with that. And they, um, you know, and last month was such a good month. It was hard to follow, so I'm pretty impressed. For sure. I really regret not getting RB5 shards for Black Canary. I do have those, so. Very regret it. She'll, she'll be on the list as well once I, once I get the crystals. Well, guys, oh no. I forgot to buy the rebirth crystals of the $75 ones. I am so glad that that's what you said cuz I thought you were going to say, "Oh no, I, I have to record." <laughs> no, no. But I forgot to ah, uh, and I really I wanted the one guy, the um stun guy who stuns Stop. everybody. Damn it. I cannot believe I missed it. Ah, uh, I missed all the uh, I'm so I I was going to do it this morning and then I got busy for work and then I was like, oh, "I'll do it before rollover." 
and I forgot. I know. I can't I, believe you prioritize work over DCL. I just I got something popped up early this morning when I started playing. I was like, oh, I need to buy those. I haven't done that yet. And then, oh gosh, I'm so behind in rebirth crystals now. I mean, I haven't been buying the siege ones because they're just too much, but the seventy dollar ones are cheap. And I was at least I wasn't I wasn't even sure I was gonna buy granny because granny's stupid, but. The sod is somebody I wanted to RB5. Oh, man. This is painful. <laughs> <laughs> that just, that hurts. That hurts my gut. All right. Oh, well, on that note, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this has not been my, my love. The last month and a half has not, not been good. <laughs> well, we, we still love you. <laughs> we do. Yeah. All right, and guys. If I could turn my time. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All and, Burger, right. don't forget to send me a bunch of video if you don't mind. Oh, for sure. All right. And, if, Zubez, right. if you have something you want to send me, feel free since you got it. Yeah. I'll see what we can do. All right. Thanks, guys. Later. Later. Later.